Hey, Smarty Pants, ready for another mind-blowing dose of news from the world of science and politics? Hey there, absolutely ready. What's on the agenda for today? Hey, check this out. Scientists have discovered a massive ring-like structure in space that seems to defy everything we know about cosmology. Can you believe it? Wow, that sounds incredible. What's the latest in politics, then? Hey, ducks. Presidential elections are taking place in various countries around the world, including the U.S., Russia, India, the U.K., Iran, and others. It's a real political whirlwind out there. Wow, that sounds like a jam-packed day. What about natural disasters, though? Hey, folks. There's been a volcano eruption in Iceland, leading to the evacuation of residents. And unfortunately, a tragic incident involving a worker. Sounds serious. I hope everyone's okay. Let's discuss this in more detail. You know, my young friend, I recently stumbled upon an interesting piece of news. British scientists have discovered a gigantic ring-like structure in space. And when I read British scientists, I always picture old chaps in white lab coats. But in reality, this discovery was made by a postgraduate student at one of the British universities. Wow, girl scientist. And what kind of structure is that? Well, she discovered a certain structure in space, which they called the Big Ring. It's a cluster of galaxies stretching over 1.3 billion light years. Wow, that's an enormous distance. Yeah, and that's not the only one of its kind. In November 2013, cosmologists found the Great Sloan Wall, and in July 2020, the Southern Pole Wall. But the largest of these formations is the Great Hercules Corona Borealis Great Wall, spanning 10 billion light years. Wow, that's just incredible. But why is it so important? Here's the deal. These galactic walls are unique in that their existence contradicts a fundamental principle of cosmology. According to this principle, all matter in the universe is distributed uniformly and homogeneously on a very large scale. This large scale is about 250-300 million light years, so no large structures like these can simply exist. They are impossible, but they exist. Exactly. It's like that old saying, the impossible is possible. Spot on. And you know what, my young friend? This is all very fascinating. I'm particularly intrigued by the situation where years of beliefs shape our actions and guide our lives, including scientific research. We may be convinced of the absolute truth of certain things, thinking that some aspects are unchangeable and should function in a certain way, but then suddenly we discover that reality is fundamentally different. It's like thinking your whole life that the Earth is flat and then suddenly finding out it's round. Absolutely right. And this leads to a surge in growth, expands the horizons of our knowledge, and leads to new important discoveries. Let's return from the cold infinity of space to our tiny blue planet. So fragile, so beautiful, so full of character. Let's talk about our view of the universe and how it's connected to supporting science and research. Expresso is a project I've created to share my thoughts and news about our world. If you enjoy what we're doing, you can support us by making monthly donations through Patreon or Boosty, or make a one-time contribution through PayPal or Revolut. This will help us continue our work and share our discoveries with you. Thank you so much. Remember when we were discussing the volcano in Iceland that was about to erupt, my young geologist friend? Yeah, that was in Grindavik, right? All the residents were evacuated because of the danger of lava tunnels running right under the town. And by the way, I'm not that young after all. Oh, sorry, I forgot. The volcano eventually started erupting, and everything was more or less calm. Some of the residents even returned to the town. But this weekend, everyone was evacuated again because the eruption intensified. And last night, the lava was already at the northern border of Grindavik. 
Wow, that sounds serious. But you know what really struck me about this story? Well, aren't you curious? Go on, spill the beans. Last Wednesday, construction crews were working in the city, filling in cracks after the earthquake. And in one of those cracks, which was several tens of meters deep, a worker fell. Oh, that sounds scary. Did they find him? The thing is, they didn't. A hundred rescuers tried to find him, but the search was complicated by the fact that the crack was very narrow. They lowered a special basket into it, which could only accommodate two rescuers at a time. After 10 minutes, they would raise the basket and another pair would take their place, because staying inside the crack for too long was dangerous. And did they never find him then? Yeah, in the end, they never found the man, and they had to call off the rescue operation because the risks were too high. The mayor of Grindavik said the incident caught everyone off guard. And what a story. Imagine falling into a bottomless crevice that formed after an earthquake, plummeting so deep that they can't even find you. Terrifying and very frustrating. Yeah, that's really scary. But you know, it's another reminder of how important it is to respect nature and its forces. You're right, my young geologist. Oh, there I go again with you. Sorry, force of habit. Haha, <laughs> no worries. The main thing is that we all understand how important it is to respect nature, you know? Hi. Thanks for such an engaging and enlightening story about nature, my young geologist. Now, let's talk about more down-to-earth and possibly no less scary things. You know, this year, in half the countries of our planet, there will be elections. Yeah, that's true. This year, in countries where half the world's population lives, there will be presidential and or parliamentary elections. It's going to be an important year, and many observers believe that by the end of the year, we'll find out who will be governing the world in the 21st century. Wow, that sounds pretty serious. Which countries are going to have these elections? Elections will take place in the USA and Russia, that's for sure. But there will also be important elections in India, the UK, Iran, South Sudan, Azerbaijan, Moldova, Venezuela, Finland, Indonesia, Senegal, Lithuania, Rwanda, and Mexico. And in June, there will be elections for the European Parliament, which some believe will be some of the most tense since the first similar elections in 1979. Wow, that's really a significant year. But what do you think about all of this? To be honest, I'm a bit scared. But I believe in us, even though I don't have much faith in them. So I'll make myself an election schedule and we'll keep an eye on the events. At the end of the year, we'll see how we've done. Have you ever thought about how much we depend on Taiwan? Listen to this. Over the weekend, they had their first important presidential elections of the year. And you know, the outcome of these elections might determine whether China declares war on Taiwan or not. Wow, that sounds serious. And who won? The victory went to William Lai, who advocates for reducing economic dependence on China and getting closer to the U.S. In China, they consider him a separatist. I wonder what does this mean for us, ducks? Well, so far Xi Jinping hasn't declared war, but the year has only just begun. Lai will take office in May, and then it will probably become clearer how bold and daring he really is. You know what? Taiwan is the state on which the overwhelming majority of companies that assemble electronics depend, as it owns two-thirds of the world's capacity for producing microchips. Wow. If a war breaks out in Taiwan, we'll be left without silicon chips, and what are we without chips? We'll be completely screwed without chips and won't survive. It's going to be epic. Wow, that sounds like the plot of a science fiction movie. But let's hope everything works out and we don't end up in a world without chips. Switching to the topic of international politics and economics, let's talk about the World Economic Forum in Davos. Have you heard what's going on there? 
Yeah, I heard that from today until Friday, January 19th, the annual World Economic Forum is taking place in Davos. And this year's theme, you won't believe it, is restoring trust. I wonder how they plan to restore trust in just five days, especially considering that the majority of participants are men. Yeah, that sounds like a tough task. But you know, in Davos, 60 heads of state and government and hundreds of representatives of the global business community are gathering. So maybe they'll find a way. Interestingly, yesterday I suddenly felt like Googling prostitute escort Davos. I thought that sex services would be in high demand during this period in Davos, and it turns out I was right. In 2020, according to Swiss police data, 100 prostitutes and escorts flew in for the forum in Davos. Prices vary, but as far as I understand, it's around 700 euros per hour or 2,300 euros for the night. Wow, that's really interesting. But can't we just tough it out for five days and get some good work done, since we don't often get together like this? Although, on the other hand, who am I to say? Maybe that's exactly how important decisions are made. You know, I reckon whatever happens in Davos stays in Davos. I mean, during the day they're discussing wars, artificial intelligence, and climate change, and at night? Well, who knows? Maybe over a whiskey and a cigar with a sexy escort on their lap. It's much easier to find a compromise and make important decisions for the world. Hey, my young friend, are you ready to hear the news of the day? Jacinda Ardern, the former Prime Minister of New Zealand, has finally tied the knot with her partner, Clark Gayford. And this comes after 10 years of living together. They even have a five-year-old daughter. Wow, that's really big news, but why did she resign? She resigned in January 2023, saying she was exhausted and wanted to spend more time with her family. In her farewell speech, she even turned to Gayford and said, let's finally get married. And here they are, they've done it. That sounds like a really bold decision. She simply stepped down from power to spend more time with her family. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And you know, there are so many amazing women on our planet who would make great leaders for our countries. Yeah, I'd love to see what our world would be like if half of the countries were led by women. It would be really interesting, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be more than interesting. It would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's talk about the situation in Ukraine. Recently in Davos, there was a meeting of representatives from 80 countries and international organizations where the Ukrainian peace formula was discussed. In Moscow, of course, they don't recognize it because it implies the liberation of all occupied territories. Wow, this is already the fourth such meeting. I wonder what they discussed in such detail. Well, we don't know that yet. But overall, things are looking pretty lively for Ukraine. The new head of the French foreign ministry has arrived in Kiev, and together with the German foreign ministry, they've assured that support for Ukraine will continue for as long as it's needed. That's brilliant. I also heard that the UK has announced a military aid package to Ukraine worth two and a half billion pounds. Yeah, that's true. And we're still waiting for the decision of the US Congress on allocating military aid to Ukraine in the amount of 61 and a quarter billion dollars. Wow, those are huge sums. But why is it so complicated to make this decision? Well, politics, it's always complicated. But let's not delve into that mess. The important thing is that Ukraine is not left alone in its struggle. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, I've got a photo from the snow-covered front line. Midwinter, pumpkin. Oh, show me. You see, even in such conditions, people continue to fight for their country. It's important to remember that. And by the way, you know what? If politics were as easy as pie, then everyone would be bakers. Haha, <laughs> that's right. But unfortunately, it's not the case, ducks. 
Yeah, that's exactly why we're here. To help people make sense of this complex world of politics, ducks. Hey, did you know that yesterday marked 100 days since the start of the conflict between Israel and Hamas? Yeah, I've heard about that. Unfortunately, over 100 Israeli hostages are still being held captive. Israel is currently defending itself in The Hague against accusations of genocide and blames Hamas for everything happening in the Gaza Strip. The Palestinian side, of course, disagrees. They're demanding a ceasefire and accusing Western countries of complicity. They're saying, they unconditionally supported Israel. The Europeans, key figures, EU leaders, European leaders. They went to Israel to give the green light for the continuation of crimes. The Europeans are losing their role and their morality. Oh, those moralists. Ah. Israel, on the other hand, says it won't stop the fire because Hamas continues to shell Israeli territory. And the operation's goals, to free the hostages and destroy Hamas, have not yet been achieved. Netanyahu said, No one will stop us, neither the Hague nor the axis of evil. The war has been going on for a hundred days now, and the further it goes, the less clear it becomes how to destroy Hamas. It's like Hamas is turning more and more into an ideology with each passing day, and it seems impossible to kill the last terrorist and thus destroy the terrorist group. Especially after seeing all those photos of bloodied children and weeping women. It's just beyond my comprehension, ducks. Yeah, it's really hard to understand. But, you know, there's a collection of photos by Reuters marking a hundred days of the war. Yeah, I've seen those photos. They really leave an impression. You know, my little genius, war always leaves an impression. Speaking of impressions, have you seen the latest collection of photos by Reuters marking 100 days of the war? Oh, here you go again. I'm not a little kid. I'm already 11 years old. But yeah, I've seen those photos. They really make an impression, don't they? Sorry, I forgot that you're already a big kid. But you know, I think all these old school politicians have brought us to the point where we have to figure everything out for ourselves. Absolutely everything. It's like we've got one job, as they say. Yeah, you're right, but you always say that we need to stay informed about everything happening in the world. So let's figure it out together. You're right, my little genius. For example, I haven't quite figured out Yemen yet, but it's on my to-do list. Total nonsense, really. You're always so busy, but I know you'll manage, and I'll help you if you need it. Thanks, my little helper. Let's start the new week with a good mood and some new knowledge.